Hello, and welcome on back to Mental Health Spot. This is your girl, Oli, speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune into my episodes. So, I actually um, made a poll on my mental health page. If you're not already following me, please follow me on Instagram. It is at mental underscore health underscore spot. Give me a follow. Um, I'm always posting uh, original quotes and memes, um, constantly sharing, you know, insight, um, raising awareness, funny things as well, lighthearted things, sharing personal stories, all that good stuff. So give me a follow if you're not already doing that. But on my page, I took a poll and this topic won. And the topic is energy vampires. And so I've talked a little bit about, you know, toxic relationships. Well, I've talked a lot about toxic relationships, actually, not a little bit. In my uh, previous episodes, I've reflected on toxic relationships. I've reflected on you know, some red flags and things to look out for. But this is going to be, I suppose, a spinoff of that. And it's something that, you know, was in high demand for me to talk about. And so I really want to make sure that I am delivering and talking about what you guys want to hear about. That's important to me. And I have a lot of experience with energy vampires. And so I thought it would be a great episode for me to record. So energy vampires. If you haven't heard of the term energy vampire or vampires, it's essentially utilized to refer to people that are so negative so toxic in nature that they just completely drain your energy. They just make you feel so depleted in their presence. By the time you're done spending time with an energy vampire, you might feel fatigued. You might feel tired. You might feel depressed, um, lethargic, irritable. The list goes on. And so an energy vampire is someone that again the term vampire what do they do they suck your blood and until you got nothing left and that is how they survive vampires survive on your blood right energy vampires survive and thrive on sucking your energy okay If you are an empath, and we have talked about, you know, empathy before and being an empath and what that looks like, but of course we can, we can talk about it some more because I am an empath and a person that's an empath is just highly sensitive to people's moods, emotions, feelings. They can go inside a room and just scan the audience and they will just know how everyone is feeling. I know it sounds crazy to some people, but I promise you, 
that this is my reality and it's been my reality since I was a child. And they say that people that grow up in toxic environments, toxic households, uh, tend to develop this skill as a survival method, sort of reading the emotions of the people around them. So I'm very gifted at that. So energy vampires are more specifically drawn to empaths because empaths are highly sensitive individuals that want to cater to you. They want to help you. They want to heal you. And so these energy vampires are going to sit here and suck the life out of you. And then the empath is going to be left feeling depleted, defeated, lost. And so, what does an energy vampire look like? Hmm. Well, allow me to... Allow me to share what I've been through lately. So, I've always been the type of person that... I'm very reasonable. Um, I'm very easy to talk to. I'm very approachable. You can say anything to me. You can say, hey, Olivia, you know, I don't like when you did this or I don't I don't agree with this decision that you're making. I don't agree with that. And I'm pretty good about being receptive. Um, very rarely do I become defensive. That's not my nature. I'm pretty understanding. I'm pretty accepting of different viewpoints. I can discuss virtually anything with anyone even if they have different opinions than me. If you guys hear any background noise, that's my bed. It makes a lot of noise. So every time I shift, see, y'all are hearing that? Uh, That probably means my mattress is not very good, but I just bought it, so it's gonna have to do the trick. Anyway, I'm, I'm pretty receptive to feedback in general. And I'm open to disagreeing And I'm open to having a conversation about why we disagree and turning that into a very meaningful, teachable moment. I'm all for that. Because you're not always going to agree, even with the people that you love most, even with the people that you respect the most. And not everyone's love language is going to be the same, etc. You know, people are different. But lately, I have just found it more and more challenging, me personally, to be in a space where I'm surrounded by a lot of people that don't have the same beliefs that I do as it relates to racism. I am very much anti-racist because I don't know if y'all have seen that quote viraling around on social media that says it's not enough to be not racist, you have to be actively anti-racist. And I am anti racist and I'm very vocal about it Um, pro black lives matter movement and um, some of the people in my life are not and that's been difficult for me to navigate Um, I've made it very clear on my podcast uh, episodes I'm sure at one point or another I don't recall which episode in particular but I am not a Trump supporter Um, I respect your right to support him I respect that because that is your right. You know, we live in a country where we have the luxury of being able to support 
and vote for the candidate that we feel best suits our values. My issue is, Mr. President, Trump does not best suit my values. And that is my right. And so it's been difficult for me because I'm surrounded by a lot of people who do support the president and I try very hard to have really mature, like guys, you guys know me at this point. If it was me fucking up, let's use some language here. If it was me fucking up, I would tell you. I would literally tell you. I'd be like, yo, I was kind of a bitch that day, which I mean, I'm never really a bitch, but I was passive aggressive or, um, you know, I wasn't receptive or... I became a little defensive or I took something a little bit sensitively um, or I overreacted, whatever. I can totally own that. I really can. Um, and it comes with the territory. It comes with being a therapist and really just knowing yourself. Again, there's a lot of things about me that I may not know about me. And sometimes it takes somebody else holding up a mirror to me and then making me aware. And I'm open to that whole process. But the point that I'm trying to make is I try very hard not to talk about politics with the people in my life that do support uh, President Trump. And they bring it up all the time. And I just, I try to find like common ground. Like I try so hard to seek something that they're saying that I can like grab onto and be like, okay, well we agree on this. You know, I try very hard to keep it very non-confrontational and peaceful. Even with that approach, lately, the people in my life that support Mr. President Trump um, have become very aggressive and just very, it, it feels almost like they're bullying me. Like they just want me so badly to believe what they believe that they're trying to bully me into believing it. And To me, that's an example of an energy vampire. Because when I'm done with those kind of interactions, I do feel drained. I do feel sad. I do feel hopeless. I do feel lethargic. I do feel low energy. And again, if you support Trump and you listen to my podcast, know that I support your right to support him. And I'm open to having a conversation with you about it anytime. And I will listen to you and I will try to find common ground with you. But when you attack me unjustly, unnecessarily, and you try to bully me into feeling the way you feel, I got to check out of that one because that's just not good for me. I just can't tolerate that. And some people do really well, like Fernando, (laughs) my boyfriend, um, he loves when people engage him in debates because he's very much into debating back. He loves debating. He enjoys it. I do not. I don't like strife. I don't like drama. I want peace all the time. So if something becomes too confrontational, I I tap out. It, it just ain't it just ain't it for me, you know? And so I guess the reason I'm sharing this with y'all is because in my experience, and I want to make sure that I'm very clear that I'm speaking from my experience, so I am not generalizing in any way. But in my experience, um, a lot of the people that do support um, the president are anti-black lives. Matter movement. Not necessarily that they're anti-black lives, but they are anti-the movement. 
because, quote, all lives matter, end quote. And this is where I say, of course, all lives matter. That's not what anyone's saying, but we're just saying that the black community needs our focus and our attention because they're not being seen. They're not being heard. My two cents. My two cents that I believe are based on facts, but I mean, let's let that, let's let that live (laughs) and uh, move on. So the point that I'm trying to make is it's been hard for me to navigate through those interactions. And so I have made a conscious decision to distance myself from those kind of people. Not people that support Trump, because I have plenty of people in my life that support Trump and we're able to have perfectly mature, educated interactions about it. But people that are just not willing to hear me and they just want to bully me into believing what they believe and become aggressive. Especially when I'm not aggressive. Like, come on, that ain't cute. Like, let's not do that. This is something I've learned about energy vampires. Sometimes, like, sometimes as human beings, we have a tendency to second guess ourselves. And so someone's toxic to us and we'll ask ourselves, like, are we overreacting or are we being sensitive to this person's energy? Maybe they're not that bad. Maybe they're really a good person, etc., etc., etc. And we make excuses. If you feel uncomfortable in someone's presence, You don't need anybody to tell you that you have a right not to interact with that person anymore. You don't need anybody's validation. And believe me, as I'm saying this to all of you, I'm saying it to myself too, because I have a hard time um, with this myself. And I sometimes require a lot of validation. I'll, I'll ask people like, am I being sensitive? Should, should I still talk to this person? And people literally have to check me and be like, If this ain't working for you, it ain't working for you. I had a really toxic experience at an internship site. It was unbelievably toxic. It was horrible. It was awful. I came home every single day feeling miserable. But that was not the experience of the other interns there. So there were some times that I'd ask myself, well, is there something wrong with me that I'm not having this shared great experience? that they're having and I finally realized just because they're having a good experience doesn't mean there's something wrong with me if I'm having a bad one so just because let's say you got a friend you got two friends right so forget one you got two friends and you're hanging out with both of them and one of them person A drains your energy but person b does just fine around person a person b does not feel drained by person a at all this doesn't need to become a you problem you don't need to ask yourself well what's wrong with me that i just can't tolerate person a no change the narrative person a is just not a good fit for you and that's okay if person a is a good fit for person b great wonderful Happy birthday. Great. But I think the issue lies 
where people constantly, you know, have these feelings of self-doubt. And again, speaking to myself right now, hardcore, and it's like, well, this person's able to get along with this person. So why can't, you know, I make do around this person? It's not always going to work that way. That's why some people are compatible in relationships and some are not. Period. There are people that I've been around that I just uh, mm, ain't going to make the meeting. It's not working for me. It's too much. And then there's people that have agreed with me and been like, yep, it's too much. And then there's other people that have been like, you know what? I just don't feel the same way. And that's cool too. It doesn't mean it's a me problem. This is your world. This is your world. The rest of us are just living in it. Okay. You are the protagonist of your movie you. So if something doesn't suit you or doesn't serve your highest purpose, it's okay to let it go. It's okay to say, this just isn't for me, man. I'm glad it's for you. That's great, but it's not for me. And that doesn't mean that I'm fundamentally flawed. It's just not for me. And so if you find that someone's draining your energy Don't worry about what other people have to say or think about it. It's okay to distance yourself. If it's someone that you think is going to be receptive to your feedback and a friendship that you actually value or a connection you actually value and you want to have a conversation with them and you think it's going to be a fruitful interaction and you want to express to them, hey, you know, sometimes I feel X, Y, and Z way go ahead. That's your right. But if you want to distance yourself, that's your right. If you want to just straight up cut them off, that's your right. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you if other people can get along with that person or can tolerate that person's energy. Great. Good for them. I think that's just something that we have to realize um, and really learn. And so energy vampires, I mean, they're going to take and they're going to take and they're going to take and you're going to feel like you have nothing left to give by the time you're done. It's not a give and take relationship. It's a take, take, take. It's not a relationship where it's mutually beneficial You're not growing from that relationship. You're not feeling inspired, uplifted, encouraged from that relationship. You're left feeling down. And that's not healthy for you. And so... You have to think about what people bring to your life. Do they add value? Are they just there for decoration or do they take value away? You have to really start to categorize people like that and really start to recognize that you have a right to choose who comes in and out of your life. It's your movie. It's your world. We're just living in it. That's what I tell my clients all the time. My younger clients, uh, my teenagers, I literally say that all the time. I'm like, this is your world. We're just living in it. So do you want me to bring your parents in? Do you want me to bring your auntie, your uncle, your cousin in? 
to the session. I mean, I can do whatever it is you want me to do. This is your world. And so I'm saying this to all of y'all. This is your world. We are just living in it. You get to choose who you want alongside you in your journey. And if you don't feel good around someone, you don't have to be around that person. Or you can choose to take space, whatever feels right for you. And you don't need anybody to tell you, oh no, pero pobrecita or pobrecito, they're not that bad. Or like, you know, give them a chance and paca paca and piggy piggy. You don't need a lot. Do what feels good for you to do. Ultimately. I've had to take space from social media at different times. I just, I can't see certain things on my feet anymore. I'm just like, I'm too sensitive right now. And normally I I can handle it. But right now, you know, since the start of this pandemic, I've just been more sensitive than usual. And so seeing certain things just sets me off. I'm just like, really? This person really feels this way? Like, it's kind of unbelievable. And so even social media can be an energy vampire. And so if you allow it to be. So you have to set boundaries. Understand that the energy vampire wants your energy. So at some point, you need to starve them. That's their fuel. That's their food. That's their sustenance. You need to starve them. And maybe not cold turkey, but little by little, put their ass on a diet. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, for being part of this journey with me. I can't thank you guys enough. I wish I could meet every single person that listens to my podcast that I don't know personally um, and just give you a hug. I'm a hugger. Don't find this weird, please. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart that you find me worth listening to. It's humbling and I feel honored. And so I love you guys. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Social distance if you can. And I will catch you next time.